Welcome back to Overdue. I'm Mrs. Watts. And I'm Coach Hill. We're coming to you from BDP Library at White House High. All right. So we've got some books to talk about, as usual. This time I read See You Yesterday by Rachel Lynn Solomon. And I think I mentioned in the last podcast, this is the second book I've read by her. Um, and they were both really good. Mm-hmm. At first I wasn't sure. It seemed to. I remember when you started. I yeah. don't know. I think I, yeah, I think I told you. I was like, I don't it was know something. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but See You Yesterday. So it follows Barrett Bloom, who is a college freshman and she is going into her first day of classes um, really it just doesn't go well. She sits next to someone in physics 101, his name's Miles, and they kind of bicker and she gets a bad impression um, or starts off on the wrong foot with the teacher. From, from that, she goes to an interview for the school newspaper, which is something she's really hoping to be a part of. Doesn't do well, like leaves it feeling pretty confident that, that it's a no. Um, from that, she goes to a party with a roommate and um, actually ends up starting a fire at the party. And um, so this is her first day of college and she wakes up the next morning and it's actually her first day all over again. And so at first you're like, hey, maybe she can redo it and, you know, have a better day. But um, so she goes through the day again hoping for it to be better. And then the cycle just keeps repeating itself. Like the first day looks different, but she keeps waking up on September 21st. Um, A week or two in, she has a run in with miles again from the physics class and realizes that he is also stuck in this time loop. Um, And so they chat, they don't have the same ideas about it. He's like, there's gotta be something scientific to break this. And she feels like it's more of like a magical chance to have a do-over like to right a wrong or do good deeds or something to break it so she tries her way he tries his and then another few days later they decide okay maybe we should team up and like try to figure this out um once they team up they spend a lot of time in the library researching and then doing good deeds and going on adventures like maybe we're just supposed to live life to the fullest um so they try all these different things and in, in the journey to break the break into the next day, essentially, um, they kind of learn each other's like baggage, things they were trying to leave behind from high school and start new in college and just learn each other. Um, they begin to have just feelings for one another, but there are complications like they don't know how the other feel, you know, just kind of young adult things. Um, and so, in their research and everything, they come across this kind of lost professor who taught a class on time travel and kids loved it, but the university hated it, but they can't find anything on the professor. So that kind of begins to be the rabbit trail they chase. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, their relationship grows. They, they, they find some steps to break the loop um, and they try it out, but I'm not going to say really anymore because mm-hmm. I don't want to give it away. But um, it was a really good book. I think it was really well written. It's like sciency, but romance, adventure. What made it like turn the corner for you from I'm not sure about this to this is a pretty decent book? Honestly, I think it was the professor, like the lost professor entering the equation. Okay. It made it just interesting and 
um, the addition of another variable. Yeah. yeah. There was something about that. That was okay. fun. Um, and then I also read just a short graphic novel, chef's kiss by Jarrett Melendez and then three other authors. Um, it's just a, a short, cute book. It's, uh, Again, a college student. Actually, he's just graduated. He's trying to find a job. Can't find a job in his field. So he just takes a job at a local um, restaurant and um, tries it out. So he kind of learns that he has a different passion from what he pursued in college. And so um, kind of has feelings for his mentor. And it's it was a cute, fun, quick cool. read, yeah. too. So um, I feel like I just threw a lot out there. <laughs> Tell me about what you read. I read uh, This Golden State by, you know, I should have looked up the pronunciation of this first name, so I'll apologize in advance, but Merritt Weisenberg. Uh, this was one off the VSBA list for this year. Um, I'm going to keep doing those while I'm in the mood. Yeah. Because I feel like at some point last year, I wasn't in the mood. It just got hard at the end of the year. Yeah. I think. yeah. So right now I'm, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the story of Poppy. Poppy is a high school girl. She lives with her younger sister and her two parents. Uh, the unique thing about their lives is that they're on the run. Mm-hmm. So um, they always have fake identities, you know, fake socials. Um, they're never in one place too long. They're always moving around. Um, and the other kind of unique thing is that the kids don't know why they're on the run. They've kind of accepted this life that mm-hmm. this is this is just the way it is. Their parents tell them that we want to keep the family together. Um but they're always moving. They're never in one place long. They don't have regular cell phones. They're very kind of disconnected from the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very clearly running and hiding from something. Um, then you get to a point where the parents have a conversation kind of about the something along the lines of like the last place they can go. And so they end up at this house in California. Um, while they're there and, and it's summertime. And so while they are there, Poppy convinces her dad to let her enroll in this kind of upper level math kind of summer class. Uh, It's what she's interested in while she's there. She makes friends with Harry, who is the very rich son of a high profile gubernatorial candidate. Um, And throughout the, throughout the duration of that relationship as it grows, uh, Poppy, who has always been very um, in step with her parents in terms of not making mistakes, not getting too close to people, starts to slip up a little bit uh, in terms of you know staying hidden and staying on the run. And also at the same time, uh, growing more and more curious about who her parents actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the rest of the story is about her relationship with Harry um, and also about her trying to find out uh, who she really is, honestly, along with her parents. The book opens with her uh, dropping a DNA kit in a in a blue mailbox and getting that sent oh, away. Cool. Um, and so that you know that scene happens again, not really too long into the book, actually, and uh, that kind of that kind of begins the uncovering of what the heck is going on with her and her family and and so forth. So it was cool. It was pretty fast paced. It did slow down a little bit in the middle for me um, when it was more about Poppy and Harry mm-hmm. uh, and as opposed to, you know, who are these people? Right. Um, but overall, it was a pretty fast paced book. Um, 
and uh, I won't I won't spoil whether or not you get to find out who her parents are and who they are. Um, but it was cool. There it had some really cool moments. There's there one moment particularly at the end that I really liked. Not at the very end, but closer to the end that I that I really liked. That uh, again, I won't spoil because mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a it's a worthy read for sure. Cool, for sure. So we'll take a short break and come back with what we're reading next. Um, but as we've been doing, we have a a book preview from a White House high school student. This time it's The Forgotten Five Hundred by Gregory A. Freeman. And White House student Easton Sims will be previewing that for us. Just a reminder, too, that when you hear music playing uh, behind the student reading, that that those music tracks were chosen by the student to fit the theme and the mood of the passage in the book that they read. Enjoy. Hello, my name is Easton Sims. I'm going to be reading The Forgotten 500 by Gregory A. Freeman. I'm going to be reading pages 147 through 149, starting on chapter 10. This book is about a soldier named Musgrove and a couple of other Alliance soldiers from America, and many others soldiers as well. Hence the name Forgotten 500, and they will be trapped in Yugoslavia, trying to avoid the German aggressors, who are controlled by Adolf Hitler, and they are trying to escape Yugoslavia. This book takes place in 1944, and is based on the real-life operation named Operation Halyard. Alright, here we go. In May 1944, a plane was sent to pick up Mussolini and the other planes in Bredesi, and he was right. The OSS officers, Mess and Barry, had seven Yugoslav refugee girls working as waitresses who made no effort to conceal their pro-communist politics even wearing partisan uniforms around Bari and on their outfowers. Mussolini went on to complain that the OSS and SOC forgot what I was even alive. Mussolini was a bitter man, dejected by the political, motivated by trials and propaganda, he found waiting for him in Barry. He eventually was convinced to write a 19-page report that declared Mia Holakich was a loyal ally and that he saw no evidence of collaboration with the enemy. But his protest and his report changed no one's position. London and Washington had painted their own picture of Milhoevich, and the truth didn't matter. Vujinovic listened to Mussolini and believed him. Unlike many OSS leaders, Vujinovic understood what it meant for the Allies to throw their support behind a communist because he had seen them at work in Yugoslavia before the war, and he knew their ideology and their tactics he tried to explain to Mussolini. 
why this protest were going everywhere, nowhere. People in the OSS don't have any real political orientation, he said. When they're, they hear communists, they just think of Russian communists where they fear fascists. They think of Germany and Italy. They don't realize that communism really is. The way it works is overpower a country's people and takes everything from them. They don't understand that communism is a cancer that can spread all over if you don't stop it. They just think it's Russia right now, and Russia is our ally. Mussolini found some solace in knowing that Vunovich at least was his side. His, his side. And Vujlinich uh, knew that Mussolini was a man he could trust. That night, come in handy, and Vujlinich was under fire in Barry for some of the pro-communists in the OSS who thought he was too pro-Chetnik. Several of his colleagues who were sympathetic to Tito and the Russians regularly harassed Vunovich, making unfound charges about the way he ran his operations and generally typing to create trouble for him. He had recently spent a difficult five months in Britain's city, Italy at the airbase from the OSS launch incursions into Yugoslavia and Greece. The OSS base in Barry was focused on analyzing intelligence and planning operations. The actual mission launched from Brindisi. Vujinovic found himself under fire the whole time for other OSS officials who filed anonymous complaints that kept him busy responding to his superiors about supposedly poor performance on the job. It didn't take long for Vujinovich to figure out that the pro-communists were behind the harassment, which ended only when he was transferred back to the OSS post in Barry. The OSS was full of communist sympathizers, outright communists. And even some people were secretly spying and working behind the scenes. To the f further the communists came, and came no surprise until anyone familiar with the unusual makeup of the OSS. Thank you for listening to this book talk. Okay, thank you, Easton, uh, for that book preview. That's a project that we do primarily with uh, Miss Denton and the freshman English classes that she teaches. Um, and students have a few options for, uh, for their project, for the, for their independent reading. And some students choose to do this audio format. And so when mm -hmm. they choose that, this is what it sounds like. So yeah. yeah, thanks to Easton for that. Um, I had mentioned that I'm still in the mood for, for YA and for VSBA. So, uh, I'm going to hold on to that as long as it lasts <laughs> and I'm going to keep reading those books. So next for me is the weight of blood by Tiffany Jackson. Uh, this is YA horror. Um, and I believe I read last year that it's, a uh, like a YA retelling of a Stephen King novel, novel, excuse me. I could be wrong about that, but I think not, maybe not retelling, but maybe inspired by yeah. might be a better phrase. Um, I don't read a ton of horror. We've talked about that in the past. Um, but I think I can handle horror books better than I can handle horror movies. We're going to find out. Uh, so that it, for me will be the weight of blood by Tiffany Jackson. I feel like she's written other YA books that are YA not... YA horror, I think. Really? Okay. 
I'll just have to look. You think not? I feel like it wasn't in that in that genre, but may, did I could she be write? Totally a, um, I don't know. We'll have to look at it, but it seems different from what she's done before. Why don't you talk and I'm going to look something up. Okay. Okay. So my next read is Inaugural Ballers, the true story of the first U.S. women's Olympic basketball team. Um, And it's also on the VSBA list. Um, All of the nonfiction on the VSBA last year was really good. So I am confident this will be the same. Um, I have not started it, but just going off the title, I think it's pretty evident what it'll be about. Um, You got anything on Tiffany Jackson over there? Um. It's mostly like it's mystery and horror generally. Okay. I'm just grown. Misremembering. Uh Monday's not coming. White smoke. Yep. You're right. It seems like it's all in that area of our of our library. Okay. So cool. Yeah. Well, it's time for us to check out. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube and share us with a friend. Don't forget to check back with us every other Wednesday for the next episode of Overdue. Make time to read. Thanks for listening.